You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. You can go to HaneyUniversity.com, register for my free instructional videos. They go out weekly. And you can also find out information about Getting a golf lesson for me, either at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, or soon to be at a location in Chicago, where we have uh, recently moved. But I'm back in Phoenix right now, Scottsdale, actually Paradise Valley to be exact, and teaching up a storm this week. So I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have some good topics because every every time I I uh, have a bunch of lessons, they're always is a topic that comes up in the lessons. And, I, and I, while I'm giving a lesson, I'll think, you know what? This would be something good to talk about. This is something that people could learn from. And then I get questions from people too. And I get some great questions. And a lot of people follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. And uh, you can direct message me on there. And a lot of people do. And I get some great messages. And, and uh, you guys that listen to my podcast, I appreciate it so much. You're great great audience and uh, loyal listeners. And I hope I'm helping you with your golf game. I guess I'm entertaining you at least a little bit. Uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, messages about the moving podcast. People got a kick out of that. I, I got I got another one coming up uh, on a, a project I've been working on, but we'll save that, save that for another day. But one of, the, one of the messages that I got the other day was from uh, a friend of mine, and he said, you should talk about set makeup on your podcast. That's a, that's a, and I thought that's a great subject, you know, because I, I, I'm sure I've touched on it, but I haven't, haven't done a whole podcast on it. So I'm going to talk about set makeup. Now, what that means is, I'm assuming what my friend is asking, and he, and he is, I'm sure, is what clubs do you have in your bag? What, what makes up your set? Now, now, if you've listened to my podcast, you know my number one pet peeve is uh, people don't have enough loft on their driver. That is absolutely number one, and it's still astonishes me. I'll have, I've got seven hours of lessons tomorrow and I'll have seven different people. And I, I guarantee, absolutely guarantee 
that I won't like six out of seven people's drivers. I just, there'll be something I don't like about it. The number one thing will be the, the loft, but it, it also could be the way the weight is, is arranged on the, the club because they've got adjustable drivers that people don't know how to adjust. And it also could be the lie of the club and that, and that might not be right for them or right for their particular ball flight mistake. So the one thing that is consistent and people think, people think you know, I'm, I'm, I'll go get fitted. Well, I mean, that's like, that's like going to get a golf lesson. I mean, you could say, oh, I'm going to go take a golf lesson. And, and, and <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're going to take a, go- a good golf lesson. That doesn't mean you're going to take a golf lesson from somebody that could fix your particular mistake. That doesn't mean you're going to take a golf lesson from somebody that's very experienced at coaching. It just means you're going to take a golf. I remember when I when I uh, f- took up skiing. I think I've told this story before, but I took up skiing. People said, "Hey, you need to take a lesson." I said, "All right, that's that's that sounds good. I, I think I do too. I don't I don't know how to ski, and I'm just uh, you know I got I got all the equipment, but I don't know how to ski, so I got to take a lesson." So I go to Deer Valley, which is one of the nicest ski resorts in the in the world. I'm sure, phenomenal place. I go in there to the lesson place, and they've got. 162 teachers. Like their teachers go out with with customers every day and they got 162 of them. 162. So somebody said, my friend said, you should take a lesson. I'm like, well, how do I know who to take a lesson from? Because they got 162 teachers. I mean, I've got like 25 teachers that work for me and they're all incredibly well-trained but there's a big difference between teacher number 25 and Hank Haney, let alone 162 teachers. But people just assume because somebody has a title, like what well, I don't care, you know, it could be doctor, dentist, coach, teacher, instructor, whatever you want, whatever they are, it doesn't mean they're, they're automatically good at what they do. It just means that they found somebody stupid enough to listen to them. I mean, that's, that's the, the bottom line. They've got, they've got some kind of an audience, and that's why they're a teacher, because they've got somebody listening to them. Same thing with club fitters. Just because somebody is a club fitter doesn't automatically mean they're a great club fitter. Like, to, to me, a great club fitter would be able to ascertain between changing your swing and changing your club and how much of this should I do versus how much of this should I do? I, 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 can't, I can't fathom like somebody being a club fitter and knowing nothing at all about golf instruction. I, I, I just, it, it, it would be hard, it, it'd be impossible. Shafts and, and, and those kind of things, I don't know a lot about. I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you the best shaft, the this shaft, the that shaft, what this shaft does, what that shaft does. I mean, a lot of it is just trial and error, but I still, I, I still am, am confident that I could, I could fit clubs as good or better than anybody because I would know exactly how to make their club fit them for what they're trying to do in their golf swing or what they're trying to change in their golf swing or how they're trying to work on their golf swing. But, but with club fitting, what they do is, is they just try to win the game. They're, they're in the business of selling clubs. May, they may have, a, they may have a, 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 you know, a deal and it's $100 to get fitted or $150 to get fitted. 
And then if you buy something, it gets applied towards the, you know, whatever you paid for the club thing gets applied toward the set of clubs or the driver or the this or that that you bought. But in order for them to make money, they have to sell something. Today, what sells is distance. That is the only, I mean, people don't come in shopping and thinking, hey, you know, I really want to hit, hit something more accurate. Now I had, you know, uh, Caddy John uh, texted me the other day, and he said, "I want, I want to, I want to get a three wood that I can hit more accurate." And then I told him, "I said, well, you you need one with more loft." And then he 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 comes back, you know, at, at me with with, "Well, I got a fifteen degree three wood. I, that's not a more accurate three wood. That's a far, that's a longer three wood. Is what what that is. The the more loft you have." the more accuracy you will have, period. It's, it's, it's why wedges go straighter than nine irons. Nine irons go straighter than eight irons. Eight irons go straighter than sevens, and so on down. A three wood will go straighter than a, than a driver. A 17-degree wood will go straighter than a 14-degree wood. It just, it, it just will. It's, just, it's physics. And the more you hit in the middle of the ball, you know, which, which you do when you have less loft, the more you're, you're potentially going to impart side spin and the more the ball is going to curve. So, you, so you, you, want, you want more loft. What has changed over the, the years is, is that golf clubs now create less spin when you hit the ball. And why do they do that? Because that's how they're designing them. And why are they designing them like that? Because the USGA mandates how fast the ball can come off the club. If you hit a ball in the center of the club, it can only come off so fast, according to the USJ. They have a test. They, they you know, either fire a ball at the face of the club or whatever they do, but they've got a test. And, and the face can only be so hot, so to speak. Okay? It can only come off so fast. So how can they make the ball go f- longer? Because distance sells. How can they make it go? The way they do it is to reduce the spin on the 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 club the the ball when it comes off the club it's not they they they, they can get it to spin less and launch at the correct angle they can they can create more distance that's one way they create more distance another way they create more distance is by getting you better miss hits so so you may hit every club the same off the center but this Callaway or this this TaylorMade or this Titleist or this Ping whatever you may hit longer when you hit it off the heel of the club. And if you hit it off the heel of the club, and you're going to hit some off the heel, you're probably going to hit some off the heel, you're probably going to hit some off the toe, you're probably going to hit it all over the place. That's what most people do. And you, you hit it on the, the toe or the heel, you lose distance. But with some clubs, you lose less distance when you hit it there. And that's how they, they, they win the game. That's how they win the distance game. Because they say, hey, you hit this club, this club goes longer, and you know, they'll, they'll average it out across the face or some, so, something like that. That's what they do. And then they can say, this one goes longer, and people say, oh, that one goes longer, and then they buy the one that goes longer. That's just what, you know, that, that's, that's how the sales game works. But with club fitting, they're just trying to get you to hit it longer. They don't know how to fix your slice. They don't dabble in fixing your slice. They don't know how to fix your hook. They don't dabble in fixing your hook. They just try to get you to hit the ball longer. And if they can point out to you that, hey, this one goes a little bit straighter, 
but but nobody is is there is nobody that's buying a club and is saying, well, this one, you know, this club right here or this shaft right here goes 15 yards shorter on average. But you know what? I'm a lot more accurate with it. There's there's no way they're doing that. I mean, they're they're gonna find two clubs maybe that go the same distance or within a yard of the same distance or within two yards of the same distance. And then they'll take whichever one, maybe they'll take whichever one goes a little bit straighter of those two, but no one is going to give up 10 or 15 yards because they can get more accuracy with this. Even though people say they want to, but they they don't, when push comes to shove, they won't, they won't do it. So loft on the club is, is, is such an important thing. And, and the, the thing that's changed with club with club design is is the ball is spinning less. Now it's also something to do with the golf ball too. The golf balls don't spin as much. So because of that, these fairway woods and hybrids, and I'm getting into the set makeup through this roundabout story here. But because of 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 the change in the spin on the ball, the set makeup is has changed. Back in the day, to hit the ball a long way, you you had to hook the ball because that's the only way you could get the ball to to not spin too much. Well, now you don't need to do that. You can hit it straight. You can even cut it, and and if you cut it correctly, it won't spin too much. But what happens when they reduce all this spin on the the fairway woods and the hybrids? And remember, they're they're designing clubs that pros are using. Like the pro, the pros are using that driver. The pros are using that three wood. And the pros are swinging a driver 110, 115, 120, 130 miles an hour. And the average speed for a male golfer with a driver is like 85 miles an hour. Now, now some of you swing a lot faster than that, but a lot of you swing right there, 85, 90 miles an hour. And yet you're using a club that a pro is using that swings 130 miles an hour. And the, the, the ball's not going not gonna to go the same. It's not going to react the same. It's not going to spin the same. So th- they keep making these clubs spin less, and the fairway woods and the hybrids have become very, very difficult to get up in the air. Very difficult. Very difficult. Like back in the day, I used to tell everybody, I said, if you don't have at least two hybrids in your bag, the only possible explanation is, is you want to make the game harder. That could, that's the only possible explanation if you don't have at least two hybrids. I don't say that anymore. I don't say that anymore because these hybrids have gotten so hard to hit, it's hard to get the ball up in the air. It's hard to get the ball up in the air with a three wood. And this, is, this even goes for touring pros. This is why you've seen a big change in touring pros. I mean, how many touring pros do you see that hit hybrids? Not very many. Back in the day, you know, they had... A driver, then they had a three wood, then they had a five wood, then some people had a seven wood back in the day. And then all of a sudden, the seven woods just went so high. If you had any club head speed, nobody used them. Then they started using hybrids. Well, now it's like flipping all around because the hybrids won't get up in the air. The fairway woods won't get up in the air. So now people are using a five wood instead of a three wood. Forget about the three wood. The three wood is like a, a second driver. It's a, it's a driver when the, a driver's too much is what it is. It's a, it's a more accurate driver. A three wood is like a second driver. A five wood is now today's, 
today's three wood and a seven wood is now to is now yesterday's you know it, it that used to be the five wood now it's a, it's a seven wood even pros are using seven wood. i mean I, dustin johnson uses a seven wood the guy hits at 320 yards and and he's using a, a a seven wood what what does that tell you it it tells you that you need more loft on your on your your fairway woods and and i'm i'm, I'm not a big fan as much as I used to be of of these these hybrids, because I I see people struggle getting them up in the air. They're they're just they're too hard to get up in the air. So so the the trend even on the tour has changed from driver three wood, and then you know remember back in the day it was driver three that had a one iron. Now there's no more one irons like the first irons a three iron. Then they had hybrids. Now they're, they're you know the hybrids kind of gone, and now now they've got the the five woods and the seven woods. And I think most amateur golfers would be better off with that. My advice is is try out these different fairway woods, these hybrids. The first thing you want to look for, the absolute first thing you want to look for, is trajectory. People don't pay attention to it. I watch it. Like people send me videos of their swing and I look at it and I'm like, that ball's flying like a bullet. You got to get that ball up in the air. You got to get some air underneath your ball. You can't hit everything like an absolute line drive. It's got to get up, get up in the air. So when you test out clubs, don't look at the bottom of the club and look at, what, oh, this is a three wood. Don't worry what it says on the bottom. If you hit it, at the right trajectory, then that's the right club for you. It, 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 I don't care if it says it's a three wood or a four wood or a five wood. You're probably going to hit a five wood like you used to hit a three wood, and that's better. You're probably going to hit a seven wood like you used to hit a, a, a five wood, and and those clubs are better. So so set makeup now. I'm I'm uh, off of the hybrids. Maybe one of them. You know, if your first iron is a five or six iron, then you can throw a hybrid in there. Uh, maybe you've got some older hybrids that are still flying the right trajectory before they've messed up with all the spin and they're, they're decent. But if you're looking at new clubs, I would favor more the, the, the fairway woods, more lofted fairway woods, and not as much on the hybrids when I used to be on the, on the hybrids. Okay, so that's part of talk to the rest of set makeup is it gets down to, to the end where, where you've got the wedges. Okay, and people will say, well, you know, what, what wedges should I have? Well, when I, when I first started playing golf, a pitching wedge was 52 degrees. Now a pitching wedge is like 44 degrees. Maybe some sets could be even less. Eight degrees difference. See, there's no, there, there's no standard for, for what a pitching wedge has to be or a nine iron or anything. It could be anything a manufacturer wants it to be. And what happened was, because distance always sells, companies just gradually would make the club stronger, meaning less loft. So if a pitching wedge was 52 and a company came out with a 50-degree pitching wedge, every, I remember when it first happened, Daiwa. They used to make iron, Daiwa irons, and they jacked them up. They made them stronger, and a pitching wedge wasn't 52 anymore. It was like 50, and everybody hit the Daiwas longer, and they said, oh, these are great clubs. They go longer. They go longer because it's not a pitching wedge anymore. It's like they turned the pitching wedge into a nine iron, but everybody thought, oh, this, is, this club is great. It's impossible. The shaft is a certain length. The head and, and shaft and grip weigh a certain amount. The balance point on the club is the same. 
And if if you take two clubs, you're not going to you may hit hit better off center hits, but you can't hit hit a a club in the center of the face and have it go appreciably farther if you hit another club the same length, the same loft in the center of the face. They're all they're all they're going to go the same. Maybe there's some magic metal and it goes two yards difference. It's not going to be much different. They're going to go the same. Maybe the off-center hits will be better, but, but they're going to be the same. But, th- but there's no standard for what a, a loft needs to, needs to be on a wedge. It's not like you're buying a gallon of milk and you know you're getting four quarts. When you, get a, when you buy a, a, a pitching wedge, you don't know what you're getting. You, don't, you, you, have, to, you have to check. You have to look it up. And see, so, so when you're figuring out the wedges, what you have to do is you have to figure out proper gaps. Now, typically, there's four degrees difference in between each iron. So what, what I like to do is, is start with whatever the most lofted club is you want to have. Some people don't like a 60-degree wedge. It just freaks them out with that the face is laid back so much, and they don't have a lot of club head speed, and they can't hit it anywhere. And they just, they don't like an open face like that. But other people are fine with it. But so some people might, their, their, their most lofted wedge might be 56. Maybe your most lofted wedge for a long time, I used a 58 was my most lofted wedge. Now I like a 60, most lofted wedge. So if my most lofted wedge is a 60 and my pitching wedge, I got to figure out, I got to look, look it up on the internet. I got to look it up and see what my, my pitching wedge is. So let's just say I've got a, a pitching wedge that's 44, and I've got a lob wedge that's 60. Now, I've got to get something to fill in that gap there. I got, I've got a 16-degree gap. If I put one wedge in between there, and I put, and I put a 52-degree a wedge, I have filled in that gap perfectly. I've got eight degrees stronger than my pitching wedge, and I've got eight degrees weaker than my 60 degree. I filled it in perfectly. The problem is, is you're going to have about, for a long hitter, 250-yard hitter, 275-yard hitter, you're going to have about 10 yards difference in between each club, and each club is four degrees difference. So if I've got an eight-degree difference in between these clubs, I'm now, I've now got a 20-yard variance between my pitching wedge and my 52 and a 20-yard variance between my 52 and my 60. And that means I have to hit a lot of partial shots because I, I, I can't, in 20 yards difference, so we'll be sailing them over the greens. So I've got to hit, hit three-quarter shots and half shots. I've got to do that. Those are hard shots for people to hit. And the reason they're hard shots for people to hit is because when you you swing the golf club, if you don't have the club on a good plane, and most people don't, and you're not up and down on that plane, you're having to correct. And you may need the whole length of your swing in order to correct the plane that you're on. And now playing partial shots becomes very difficult. The only way you can really do it is to slow your swing down, but still take a full swing. And that is not easy to do. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. So you fill in, you fill in the gap. A better way to fill in the gap, you got a 44-degree uh, pitching wedge and a 60-degree lob wedge, is fill it in with a, with a, a couple more wedges. Okay? So, so maybe instead of, instead of eight degrees difference, I'm going to have a, a 54 and that's six degrees difference, and I'm going to have a 50, see? So I got a 50, 54, or a 50, and a 55, something like that. There has to be some logic to this. I see some people, when they, with, they'll come and they've got an A wedge and a 52-degree wedge, or they got an A wedge and a 50-degree wedge. And I'm like, you've got two wedges that are exactly, this, exactly the same. You want to be able to have that gap. 
and you want to you want to make sure you got those gaps filled in. That's 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 the way to do it. So uh, figure out your most lofted wedge, and then figure out how many wedges you're going to have. Now, how many wedges you're going to have is dictated by you know how many fairway woods you're going to have, and how many hybrids you're going to have, and how many you know irons you're going to have. But the scoring clubs, it, it's more important not to have big, huge gaps at the end down there. You, you, you can't have a pitching wedge and a 60-degree wedge and nothing in between. That is not going to work. I mean, you got, you got you know, 40 yards of difference in between those two clubs, and that's going to be really, really hard. So think about that. More loft with your fairway woods. Fill in the gap at the, at the end of the set. Start with your most lofted club and then work your way backwards from there and you're, you're on your way to playing better golf. All right, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Remember to get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream at voodoopainrelief.com. If you've got the arthritis pain, it will help you tremendously. And uh, I appreciate everybody listening to the Hank Any Podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.